guys, this is Ariana for the Well Mama podcast. I just wanted to give you a few words uh, today before we, we start the interview with Karen Mullins. Uh, just because um, the topics we're going to discuss today in this, um, in this episode are very close to my heart because they're topics that I myself struggled with. Um, and that I'm unraveling and, you know, I struggle less with now, but it's stuff that, that a lot of people I've seen also um, experience um, trouble with. And that's the confidence uh, that you can do what you want to do in life and be successful at it. So let me give you some background information. I have like a wonderful, I'm blessed with a wonderful life. I have children I love that are healthy, sweet, like I've got the best sons. My husband is amazing. Um, I have great friends. Um, I Up until not that long ago, I was working full time, like I've always worked, I had always worked like half-time, full-time or whatever, but like for great companies, great jobs. Um, and I never had any financial problems, never had any health problems. Like my life is good. And I could say that in terms of success, I've checked a lot of boxes. Yet uh, there was always something that nagged at me and that was my career. I thought like, it's not just my career in terms of like, oh, I didn't like the job I was in. No, I actually, my, my last employer in Dubai, I loved that employer. I loved the people I worked with. The, the job was interesting. I was working like, you know, and actually that job was really instrumental in, in, in helping me um, start this podcast because it, it was all about psychology, it was all about self-awareness um, and connecting with your your strengths and, and all of that. Anyways, and so my job in itself was fine, but I think it was the thought that like okay, that, that job was not necessarily my passion. My passion it lies in food, lies in wellness, lies in sharing all of that information with people. That's what I love to do. And, and I thought, I'm, like, I can't make money that way. Like, I'm not gonna, I can't be successful. Like, there's no way, right? Like, it's just, I can't do it. Anybody else can do it, but I can't do it. <laughs> you know, I had this, this huge limiting belief. Um, even though I had so many friends who would tell me, they would all say, you should, you know, do this with your website and you should develop it and you should go for it. And, you, you know, like they had all these great big plans for me, but I would physically not feel well when they would start getting into that mode because I knew that deep down I had this belief that I couldn't do it. Like I just couldn't see myself get big in terms of, you know, um, my own passion. And I couldn't see myself helping thousands of people. I couldn't see myself having those thousands of people actually pay for, you know, getting my information and insight. You know, like, so, so it was a huge limiting belief. And, and over time, this has changed. And 
funnily enough, it's not that hard to change, but it takes conscious work. It takes conscious effort. It takes a lot of self-awareness. Um, that's the work you need to do, and it's and it's all about mindset. Um, and anybody can can shift their mindset from a lack mentality to a more abundance mentality. And it's not just in terms of money, you know, it's, it's I think abundance, you know, uh, anybody in the spiritual world will tell you abundance is, is not about money. It's about, it's, it's, a, it's a way of seeing things like glass half full versus glass half empty. Um, so, so anyway, um, one of the, the factors that really helped um, me shift this mindset and that continues to, to help me shift this mindset is access to information and to training and coaching from people like Karen that we're going to speak with. Um, so like everybody on the podcast, she, you know, is insightful. She's going to deliver really good advice. Uh, she's very well informed. She's an expert in what she does, um, and she's very uplifting. She is extremely positive, and I think you guys, if you recognize or resonate with anything I just said, I think you're going to love listening to her speak. Okay, so that's all I have to say for now um, and uh, yeah so just get yourself a cup of coffee cup of tea and let's get started before we start I wanted to give a shout out to Valto Urbano the sponsor of today's episode I don't know about you but my vibe for 2021 is to really take care of myself and one of my current self-care projects is to take care of my skin. So I eat healthy, drink lots of water, and take supplements and so on, but I find it hard to control the damage we get from our environment. This is why I was really happy to have discovered this brand called Volto Urbano. They have cleansers, toners, creams, serums, masks, and all sorts of gorgeous products that totally embrace the clean beauty movement and stay away from all the nasties like parabens and synthetic dyes and fragrances and so on. And what makes them different is that they help you design a skincare regimen that isn't just based on your skin type, but also adapted to your environment, which makes so much sense, right? I mean, I lived in the hot desert in Dubai for 10 years where there was quite a bit of pollution and it was hot and dry. And now I'm in Southern France where the climate is completely different. There are four seasons, it's wet and cold in the winter, there's lots of sun and sea in the summer. So my skincare requirements are just not the same. And they also take into consideration your lifestyle. So for example, like many people, I spend a ton of time in front of my PC and my phone, which means I'm getting loads of blue light emission that damage the skin. So they make sure to include ingredients that can help with that. And what Volta Urbano does is basically leverage published peer-reviewed research to formulate skincare that helps neutralize and reverse the effects of environmental irritants and aggressors. Anyway, I think their products are so worth it, so I wanted to share that with you. And if you are a Well Mama listener, 
They are currently offering a 30% discount for all orders above $250. And they'll also throw in a free full-sized Ultimate C and E serum. So just go to voltaurbano.com, B-O-L-T-O-U-R-B-A-N-O.com and use the code WELLMAMA30 at checkout. That's W-E-L-L-M-A-M-M-A-3-0 to get 30% off orders above $250 and to get an amazing free serum. I'm telling you, their products are game-changing. You won't regret it. Hi, Karen. Hey, Ariana. It's so exciting to have you here. It's been a long time in the making, and so I'm grateful that we were able to finally do this. Me too. No, it is good to be here. Thank you for having me. So just quickly for the listeners to get some background info on you, uh, Karen Mullins is a mindset coach who specializes in helping her clients create a business, income, and a life that they love. She serves clients all over the world. She's a certified Proctor Gallagher consultant. And for the last two years, she's been recognized in the top 1% of Bob Proctor's global consultants. So welcome, Karen. Um, I'm, I'm thrilled. Uh, thank you. No, I'm, th- I'm thrilled to be here. Absolutely. And as you say, it's, uh, it's been a little while coming. But I think, as you and I said um, off air, I think uh, the timing's always right. So that's the way I'm seeing it. It is. I I believe that too. Okay, so let's dive right in. Um, So you're a mindset coach. Can you tell us a little bit about your background, your journey, how you got here? Like, how do you help your clients? Yeah, my gosh. Yeah, completely. Um, I mean, I always... I always kind of start by, you know, in terms of, of my background and a bit of my story of how I come to now be doing what I'm doing. Um, almost like by rewinding people and, and, and sort of starting from a place where, you know, I was 20 years actually in the corporate world. Um, so I worked in the real estate sector. I was a chartered surveyor here in the UK. Um, and as I say, I'd done that for 20 years. I often say that, you know, on the outside looking in, I was ticking lots of boxes of what, you know, certainly many of us, certainly myself, consider success to look like, you know, so I had the good career, you know, live in, live in the nice home, you know, work for a good organization and decent money, I guess, at the time. Um, but always felt like there was a missing piece, right? So always was looking for, in my mind, it was always that work-life balance. That was something that I always used to kind of um, be on the quest to, to achieve. Um, and I'd been like that and felt like that for quite a while. Why? Because you were uh, overworked or? Do you know, I don't even know if it was that I was overworked as such or certainly looking back with kind of the awareness that I've now got I don't think I was particularly overworked I think it was more the attitude and the energy that I was bringing to that work so I felt overwhelmed by it quite a bit um I think as well you know sort of for the last of for the 10 years you know so so when I kind of got to a point in my life where I was like okay there's got to be you know where's the missing piece kind of thing it was around when I was approaching 40 I'm 45 now so this is five years ago where I felt like for the previous 10 years I'd felt like what's the missing piece what's the missing piece there's got to be you know there's got to be kind of more to life than this or a better balance and I think for me a lot of that centered around juggling my career with two two small and two growing children um you know as I think a lot of it was around I 
at that point, like after I'd had my kids, I was working part time and I was sort of torn in a career where, you know, I'd got to a certain level. I was an associate director. The next step would have been to go for, for being a director. Um, and in my mind, I guess I was thinking, well, my gosh, you know, like it's, it's challenging enough as it is like working part time. You know, my husband had a demanding job, two yeah. small kids, no family living near us. And I think I just got to a point where it was like, gosh, you know, like I don't want to go for that next step because that's going to mean more stress. That's going to mean more kind of pressure, less time to spend with my family and kids. And I just felt like I was, you know, kind of almost like living for weekends and living for holidays, Ariana, and then always kind of coming home feeling exhausted and feeling drained and questioning, like, what is this all about? You know, but equally knowing that actually I had a good life if that makes sense. So I'd also have a voice in my head telling me, you should be grateful with what you've got. Like you've got this incredible life. True. But I, but I think a lot of people are in that position, right? I, I know a lot of women who are in that position where their work is fine, but it's, it's a constraint, you know, mm. and, and you, and it's a big part of your life, <laughs> but, it's, yeah. but it's a constraint and you always kind of have to work around it, you know? So Oh, I'm sure you're not alone. Well, you weren't alone. Com no, completely. And then likewise, you know, yeah, a lot of, I guess, my clients that I work with now really resonate with that. You know, they come to me sort of like, oh my gosh, like literally your story, that was, that's me. Like, that's me right now. Yeah. Um, you know, again, yeah, sort of technically tech, you know, like I often sort of, will, again, will say like, by the time I was in my early thirties, I'd gone on to sort of achieve a lot of the things that I'd aspired to achieve when I was in my early twenties. Right. So it's almost like, right, okay, now what, like what next, you know, and, and it was just that sort of, I just saw my corporate life or career, you know, kind of spanning out ahead of me pretty much till retirement, you know, like I, I again, I was telling myself, well, almost like this is all there is, I can't do anything else, I'm a chartered surveyor, I've trained for this, I've worked hard for this, um, but I guess, so I felt stuck, I guess it's that word, isn't it, stuck, I felt stuck, <laughs> this is the yeah. bottom line, I felt like I didn't necessarily want to go up to that next step, because I felt like that would mean more of what I didn't want um, in terms of like less time with my kids or these were the stories I was telling myself at that point. Um, and I couldn't see that there was a way for me to do anything else either without it then meaning starting all over again, sure. losing whatever income I had. So yeah, that was, I felt like I'd been there for a good, I say 10 years, that's possibly a little dramatic. I think it began in the, in the sort of 10 years prior to turning 40. But the reality is for the probably, my gosh, like three years from sort of, you know, yeah, 37 to 40, it, it became really intensified where that voice in my head just wouldn't go away of there's got to be more to life though. Like, come on, like, this is no way to live. Like constantly feeling like, you know, you're living for the weekends or you're living for your vacations. Um, so yeah, so, so in terms of answering your question, in terms of background and how I got into this, I really did get to a point where I just thought enough is enough, you know, and, and I think interestingly, it was that definition of insanity that, you know, sort of one day just was like a light bulb moment in my mind of you can't keep doing the same things over and over again and expecting different results, right? Right, um, right. You know, yeah, you were telling me, you were telling me you'd be with your girlfriends and everybody would be complaining Ooh, and you'd be like saying the, saying the same thing every week or whatever, every yeah. get together. And you were like, this is enough. Yeah, exactly. Stop. Yeah. Either like just, yeah, stop telling this story, you know, either just suck it up and accept that this is what it is, but don't just stop moaning about it. 
um, or do something about it. So of course I decided thankfully to do something about it. And, you know, I guess at that point, at the point at which, you know, looking back now, I realized I made that decision of, okay, there's gotta be another way. Um, I was receptive then, right? I guess I was receptive or I was looking, I was looking for a solution or, or what is the answer to this? And funnily enough, um, that was when I came across, I know you mentioned obviously in the intro there about, um, you know, working like alongside Bob Proctor or being a certified consultant with um, his organization. Um, that was kind of when I came across him. So on the cusp of turning 40, I was driving into work one day, listening to a podcast. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, he was being interviewed. So he was being interviewed on a podcast that I was listening to. I didn't know who this guy was. So I'd never heard of Bob Proctor at all. Again, some of your listeners may be familiar with him. If you're not, you may, if you've heard of The Secret, you may know him from there. I, on this particular morning, had no clue who he was, um, but just was, I just was transfixed with this guy who was like, my God, like, who's this guy in his 80s? Um, that's, you know, really, um, you know, sort of seems like he's got it all figured out in as much as, you know, the guy's a multimillionaire. He doesn't have to work, yet he is. Like, that was what kind of, I think, was resonating with me. It's like, wow here's someone that, that loves what they're doing so much that it that even at like 82 I think he would have been at the time um you can't stop him like you can't stop him from you know being out there doing what he loves and the passion in his voice for all that he was talking about and again yeah. he was talking about you know the fact that you've got choices and you know ultimately there isn't anything that you have to do you get to create your own life the way you want and it was just really resonating with me. But I think more than anything, it was it was that stark contrast between where I was at 40 mm. uh, and him, you know, feeling drained, feeling a bit like, oh my gosh, you know, is, there's got to be more to life than this versus this guy that was like twice my age, felt like he had twice the energy, really felt like, you know, he figured out the missing piece kind of scenario. So I just became a little bit like intrigued by, okay, so who's this guy? And, you know, I kind of got into a lot of, his work from there really yeah because I, I agree with it. like Bob Proctor's you know older gentleman and he's so full <laughs> of energy and I like I want to be like that when I grow up right like I always wonder <laughs> you know I, I don't want to be this retired person who just stays home and goes on holidays here and there like I really want to do what I want to do forever and yeah. but, but I don't want to be like working in some job that isn't you know, my thing <laughs> forever. Exactly, exactly. And I don't think that option had ever really occurred to me, which seems ridiculous, right? Like now looking back, it seems ridiculous to me, but I think I had such fixed ideas on what work was like, right? Like yeah. work is something that we do to earn money and, you know, be grateful for the money that you're earning and kind of make the most of it and suck it up. And, you know, interesting, I want to kind of interject and say like, I wasn't miserable either. I wasn't like somebody that went to work and was like, oh my God, this is- Of course awesome. not, yeah. I, I actually had good fun, you know, when I was there, I worked with great people and there were aspects of, um, you know, my job that I really loved, but it wasn't energizing me. You know, I would feel drained at the end of the day. I would feel like it was work and then life almost, um, mm. you know? So I, I think that was for sure the catalyst. And then as you just said a minute ago, um, I realized that at that point, you know, again, sort of late thirties turning 40, if you'd have said to me, you know, like, so again, Bob Proctor was talking around like the importance of having, like of having a goal really of having something that you're working towards an idea that you've fallen in love with, right? Some direction to your life. 
And I realized when I stopped to think at that point, you know, like, well, do I have a goal? I don't think I do. Um, and if I had to sort of articulate what I would have been working towards, actually, it would have been early retirement. It really would like pay, finish paying the mortgage off in early retirement. And I think I was just a little bit like, wow, that's, that's quite shocking when I then kind of could see how it could be a different way. Right. Um, you know, so yeah. Wow. And, and so what did you do? So you got certified as a Proctor Gallagher consultant then, or what? Well, yeah, I mean, interestingly, so I actually came into this as, as a client, really, as someone kind of coming into that, that world of maybe I should invest in some coaching for myself. Mm. Cause I really didn't know. I, so even though I'd come across him and loved a lot of what he was sharing and saying, and it really resonated with me, um, I really didn't know what the next step was. I still was at a point where I felt like, well, yeah, this is awesome, but I'm a chartered surveyor and this is what I've qualified for and how the heck could I do anything else? But I just loved the idea of the possibility that, you know, actually you can do be and have anything you want, you know, when you start to understand who you really are and how your mind works, um, you know, it's just our limiting beliefs that are getting in the way kind of um, sort of scenario. So I actually did one of his coaching programs um, you know, as a, as a student, effectively. Um, and it was through that transformation in myself um, that I fell in love with this material so much, um, you know, that, that I found myself sort of drawn towards the path that I'm now in. I'd set myself a goal. Interestingly enough, I, I set myself a goal when I first, you know, sort of had invested in myself and started the coaching program. Um, I'd set myself a goal of I want to do something I love so much it doesn't feel like work. Because yeah. I, I kind of didn't know what I wanted to do. You know, it, it's funny how people obviously come to me now with, you know, they'll fall into two categories, actually. I'll either have clients that are very, very clear, have a very clear goal and are very driven. And they, you know, they want that that support to actually get themselves there. They want the tools to, to make that quantum leap. And then I have others that I guess remind me of me where they don't necessarily know exactly what they want. They just know that they want a change, a transformation from how they've been living, you know, kind of to this point. Um, and so, that was me. Yeah. So, but so how do you, so you fell into this as a client and then you just, you know, felt drawn to it and you, you realized that this is what you love doing. Um, but what do you tell people? Cause I know the, that second category of people you talk about, I know quite a few who are just, you know, working full-time jobs and they're, some of them are single moms, you know, and they really need to continue working and generating a revenue. Yeah. Um, and, and they know they want to change. They know that it's not sustainable. Like they don't want to continue this way. Um, mm -hmm. And they, they want more out of their professional life. Like they feel like they, they, they need to be doing something else but they don't know what and a lot of them and I feel like it's all over these days I don't know if it's the the the, the 2020 effect or what but there's everybody's looking for their dharma everybody's looking mm. for their purpose everybody's like how what do you do with people like that when when they don't know when they when they just come to you and they say I, I'm not good at anything I don't know what to do I don't have a passion I don't have it like what do you tell those people how do you help them yeah I mean I, I absolutely believe that within all of us, we, we do, we have a purpose, we have desires, we have wants. Um, and I believe that a lot of the time, 
we're just not even allowing them to kind of come to the surface. A lot of the time we are so locked down in our own minds um, because of the way that we've you know, been programmed to think about ourselves, um, the self-image that we have at that point, right? In terms of how we see ourselves and what we believe we're capable of. Um, that actually in the first instance, it's actually just about like opening up people's minds enough that they start to allow themselves to think about what they really want. And I think, you know, the starting point for me um, with my clients and in the work that I do, one of the very first things is getting people to realize that there's a difference between kind of going after what you think you can get versus going after what you really want. So I actually get people and, and to be fair, at first, people are probably like, oh, my gosh, you know, like, <laughs> OK, I've never thought about goal setting in this way. But actually, I get people in the first instance, I'm like, just forget the how. Right. And to begin with, that can be uncomfortable for people because everybody mm -hmm. wants to know the how. OK, but it's like this is the first step. I'm like, trust me, this is the first step. And I just want you to, to let go of the how. OK, and allow your mind to open up, allow your mind to actually dream and just almost like take yourself to that fantasy place of if I was your fairy godmother and I was going to wave a magic wand and you could have anything you want, like if you were guaranteed you couldn't possibly fail, okay, like you had the money you wanted, the resources, the people, the time, you know, whatever, whatever's going to come up for you in your mind as to why you can't have it, let's just pretend that you've got all of that available to you. Now what do you want? And I actually just get them to start almost like a bit, like I say, like be, be like a kid at Christmas and actually like just start to write down like a list of wants. Mm. Like that's a great place to start actually for people that feel like they don't know what they want. And it's about the first step, of course, is about trying to get that clarity in their mind as to mm. what it is that they want. I will say like, just take a piece of paper and a pen, allow yourself, like again, allow yourself that space and that time to, to just open up to the ideas but just start writing what you want. Like in any, in any order, it can be random. So it could be materialistic things that you want. It could be the way you want to spend your time. It could be the difference you want to make in the world, or it, or it could just be how you want to be at home with your family or, you know, it, it doesn't matter. The point is it's kind of, what do you want? And you just start, you know, allowing yourself, um, you know, to kind of acknowledge some of that. Um, yeah, you, know, you have yeah. to start, you have to start somewhere. And, mm. and I guess, yeah, releasing and just letting your mind kind of your imagination mm. go a bit wild is hard at first. Mm. But I think you need to do the work you need to start by that. It, it is. And it's, you, you make a really good point there with, you know, the whole thing with the imagination. It's something that, um, again, I teach my clients on this. And, you know, I you say your imagination, it's like a mental muscle, actually, right? Like you have these higher faculties. We're so kind mm. of trained to live through our five senses, like what we can see, hear, smell, taste and touch. Mm. But it's like, actually, when we do that, we live in a really limited way. And your mind is incredible, right? There really are no limits to where your mind can take you. But again, you've got to allow it. And so things like your imagination, yeah, it's like a mental muscle. And so it's really very much like if you haven't worked out for some time, you're not going to just rock up at the gym and crush it. You know, you've got to kind of, you, you've got to go through the, you know, the, those early sessions of building the muscle, building the strength, building the stamina. Um, it's the same. Yeah, it's the same with your imagination. At first, it feels really clunky. Mm. especially if you've lived especially you know as adults because we've lived yeah. such a long time without using it you know as children we, we use our imagination like as children we just go off into that beautiful world and we allow ourselves to be consumed by all that we're dreaming about but we we don't do that for ourselves as adults and so again it comes back to most people are just going after what they think they can get 
And because it's not what's bringing them joy or filling them up, it's not their kind of deep desires of how they really want to be living, they, they're not really in love with the idea of it. So a lot of people are kind of setting goals for themselves that, that they don't even really want. <laughs> yeah, but even kids, they lose this, this quite mm. early on. Like, I mean, I, 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 my youngest son, who's just become a teenager recently, when you mm. ask him what he wants to do, he'll be very like still in that imaginative mode, you know, where he's like, oh, I want to be this, this, that. But he's already started to limit himself in certain little ways, you know, and the things he says, my eldest, he's in that mind frame of, well, I want to make money. (laughs) (laughs) And I think you see this a lot with a bit, but, but he, Mm. but then when you say, yeah, but what do you want to do? And then you're, and that's where he's, he needs to kind of think about it, you know, and go back and, and it's funny how as you get older, and that's nothing, they're still like very open-minded and whatever. But then mm-hmm. as you you grow older and you you get trained at school, you get formatted and trained mm-hmm. in, in a certain way, you exercise these these um capacities that like these these, I don't know, uh, abilities that you're naturally maybe not even good at, you know? Yeah. I mean, you can train to become a, an engineer and maybe you're not like a great mm-hmm. engineer. <laughs> You know, but, yeah, yeah. But you were always okay at it, and everybody said, "Oh, well, you should go and do that because at least you'll have a job security and whatnot." Yes. And you do that, and you force, and like uh-huh. you develop this thing that's not even that strong in you. And meanwhile, yeah. there's probably things that naturally come to you that that are like innate strengths that you don't yeah. exercise, and then they just kind of plateau and just you know, and and you might even lose a little bit of it. Yeah. Oh, I mean, you've just sort of summed that up perfectly. That's exactly how it is, isn't it? That we were, again, it's this programming, right? We're so programmed to be a certain way, to to think of success in a certain way. You know, we are so kind of, again, like focused on, um, you know, sort of formal education and academia and that that is the way that we, you know, sort of the only way really for us to go and, and create success in our lives is to do well at school, get the grades, go to university, get a good job. That was definitely the story that was going on in my head. And actually, that was therefore the, the path that I'd followed. But what I found, <clears throat> you know, as I was sharing is that, well, yeah, this is great on the outside looking in, like I'm doing okay. But in reality, I actually feel like just what you were saying there about the engineer example. I remember, like, I remember one one evening, and it was around the time that I was, you know, again, really kind of like, okay, this is, I'm not sure this is what I want to do for the next 20 years. I'll live this life for the next mm. 20 odd years. But I remember being in the office late one night, um, and like sitting at my desk. In fact, it may have even been the the evening that I finally kind of went home and took the plunge and invested in myself and and signed up for a coaching program. Because I was one of the last people in the office, you know, it was dark outside, there I was, you know, not putting the kids to bed, finishing off a report. And I remember sitting at my desk and thinking almost like, how did I get here? You know, I used to value hotels. So I used to do um, like real estate valuations for hotels and feasibility yeah. studies. And I used to love, I used to love the aspect of my job where I used to get to travel, right? And stay in these beautiful hotels and locations. Of course, I like that. And I used to love being kind of, you know, going around the hotels, assessing them and all of that. Great, great, great. But the majority of my job would then be sat behind a desk, crunching numbers, you know, writing a report. And I remember sitting there and thinking, 
how the heck did I even get here? Like, seriously, like, I'm not even any good at maths. <laughs> like, I really, so talk about like what you're saying about, you know, channeling into becoming, you know, an engineer or something and it doesn't, you're forcing it. That's how I felt. I actually probably felt like a bit of a fraud, you know, like trying really hard at something because it probably just wasn't suited to me. Um, yeah, and it's, yeah, it's we'll nuts and it's that. a lot of, yeah. And then you get to a place and you feel disconnected and you're just yeah. like, why I've done everything I thought that we needed to do, mm. you know, and, and, and it's not just with career, it can be with other aspects of your life, you know? Um, yeah. So yeah. it could be even your social circle or where you live or like so many things. Um, mm -hmm. It's nuts, but and oh, go, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, and so this is, I think what, um, this is what stops people. So again, where you were saying around, um, you know, we don't allow, allow ourselves to therefore really dream. And you were saying about your kids and how already, you know, you, you start to see little signs of, you know, at, at whatever ages where they, they go from, you know, when they're really young, they think they can be the professional footballer or the, the Hollywood actor or whatever it is. They just have dreams. And then at some point, it's like these dreams get, they, they kind of shrink because they now start to tell themselves, well, you know what, maybe I can't do that. They look around and they see how, again, it's this, how the masses, right? How most people are living. And now they start to judge what's possible on, for them on the basis of what everybody else is doing. But what's so interesting is if you actually sort of really think about that, how most people are living, they're doing the same. Like everybody's kind of um, sh sort of shrinking their expectations for themselves of what they're capable of based on somebody else that's doing the same thing, right? Like nobody's aiming high enough. It's that, um, as the Michelangelo quote, isn't it? That the, the danger for most people isn't so much that we aim too high and fall short, it's that we aim too low and we achieve our mark. Yeah. Um, you know, that's something that hugely resonates and totally it, it, it all comes back to to not knowing who we really are. Like it comes back to self-image. We've got such a, a limited view of ourselves and what we're capable of. And actually, when we really start to understand who we are and, and what we're capable of, you'll, you'll start to feel more comfortable with allowing, you know, again, allowing your mind to open up, allowing yourself to entertain the idea yeah. of how you'd really love to live. And so what do you think, like when people come and see you, what are, what are the things you feel like they're seeking or what, what, what are the changes that they want to make in, in themselves? Like what's, what are the, yeah. you know, most common scenarios? So a lot of the time, I guess a lot of my clients come to me from a place, almost like from a place of knowing, right? Like just mm. knowing within themselves that they are capable of so much more, right? That there is a story within them that they want to tell, so to speak, that there is a version of themselves locked up within that's kind of screaming to get out a lot of the time, right? That there's a side of them that really does believe that, you know, in, I mean, I talk about this idea of the quantum leap, it's something that I see, certainly it's something that's happened in my own life. I mean, my gosh, in the last five years, my life has changed like night and day. Um, but it's something my clients say the same as well, right? That they'll, you know, work with me for six months or a year. And it's like, my God, it's like, I'm unrecognizable to the person I was just a few short months ago. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it, it's really about sort of, I guess, yeah, sort of my clients will fall into those two categories almost if I'm going to split it broadly between the people that really already know what it is that they want. And they may come from a place of frustration because they 
almost like a, a trying harder and harder to get themselves there and then not seeing the progress that they want, mm. that they know they're capable of. So I think that people will come from that place. I think also that just genuinely now is more um, awareness of the, of the power of, of mindset and of, um, again, an understanding that actually it's just my, it's my limiting beliefs that are getting in my way. I think people genuinely recognize that and so want um, the tools to be able to get around the other side of that. Um, and then, yeah, I've got, of course, clients that fall into that other category <clears throat> who really were a bit like me that likewise have a knowing within themselves that, like I, like I was saying to you earlier, you know, for me, it was that sort of dialogue all the time of there's got to be more, there's got to be more to life than this. What I really was aware of is there's more to me than this. Like I'm not really bringing, bringing who I truly am to the surface. Mm. This isn't me living a life that fills me up that energizes me um so i think yeah for sure i also you know work with a fair bunch of people that come without that clarity necessarily but what they do have clarity on is you know i i know that there's more for me that i'm capable <clears throat> and that there's a transformation um i don't want to be in the same place six months from now um, right. and so actually it's about helping them get that clarity and then have them understand you know that they're capable of, of whatever it is that they want quite frankly yeah it's all it's a lot about limiting beliefs isn't it mm. and so what about you know when people say like this is a myth that you we hear so much and we grew up with is mm -hmm. you need to work hard to get what you want like mm. and not that there's anything um wrong with hard work you know it's a, it's a it's it's good to work hard but yeah. but you know why what wh like why do so many mindset coaches say you know like this is a myth you you don't need to work hard and struggle to get what you want yeah that there's a more kind of effortless way <clears throat> And again, I think, you know, there's a few things that, that kind of come to mind on this one for me. I think, first of all, one of the things I talk about a lot is that there is a difference between, um, you know, kind of working hard and the hours that you're putting into whatever your chosen field um, or profession may be. Um, you know, interestingly, I don't even feel like I work anymore, <laughs> right? Mm. Like it's crazy. Like I, I often joke with my clients around, you know, kind of if I had in inverted commas downtime, you'd probably find me now with my head in a book that could be considered work, right? Yeah, um, yeah. But it just fills me up. It's like, oh my gosh, you know, when it's so true that saying of when you do what you love, you'll never work another day in your life kind of scenario. Yeah. Um, so I think there's an element of that because on the, you know, if you were to look at, you know, again, if we were to look at it in terms of hours, if you looked at, um, you know, sort of the hours that maybe I, again, in inverted commas, work, it's probably not so different to the hours I was working in, in the corporate world, but I, I'm just like a different person. I, you know, the energy that I have, like what I do actually energizes me rather than the other way around. Whereas what I used to do, I used to feel like it would be drained, drained me of energy. Um, however, I do, even just saying that, I do genuinely also believe that for a lot of us, there absolutely is a smarter way to work too. And that's all to do with how, again, you're thinking, how you're using your mind. Um, I literally just got off a call with a client this morning. He's been working with me for a year and actually was saying, um, he said, you know, it's nuts. He said, actually, I look back now where I was a year ago. And he said, I actually probably only put 60% of the effort into my business now and I'm getting more than double the rewards. Um, and he said, like, even things like, um, you know, kind of, 
I, I used to be a control freak. I used to have to like do everything myself and now I'm okay delegating and now I'm, you know, so it's even mm. just like, what is, what are some of the stories that we're telling ourselves around, you know, things like that? Um, all sorts of things. You know, I, I for sure used to have um, a big block and a limiting belief around, you know, sort of growing my business and serving my clients and what that meant in terms of how I show up as a mom for my kids. You know, mm. Always, you know, that was always the, the, the balance or the thing that I was grappling with back in the corporate world. You know, when I was sharing with you how I always felt like, oh, I don't want to go for that next level of promotion because it'll mean less time, yeah. you know, less time with the kids and things. Um, and I brought that, that fixed belief that succeeding, succeeding over here means less time or less ability to be present with your yes. family, you know, over on this side. And so I think it's things like that even. Um, that's, and it's just nonsense. Like it, it, it's really just sort of taking your mind and your thinking around to the other side of that again of like, well, how do I want it to be? Why does, why does success necessarily mean that? It really doesn't. Yeah, you know, it's funny you use that example with, with kids, because I feel like if you're, if, if I was working a very demanding corporate job that, let's say, I wasn't interesting, interested in doing, you know, that wasn't my passion, but I was happy with it, it was, I was making money, and, um, but it was demanding, I would get really upset about, gosh, I have to, like, come home late today because I have this extra work to do, it would feel like such a constraint. But if I was to take those same number of hours, but it was, oh, I'm, I have to do this podcast tonight or whatever, and I have to do this thing and do this YouTube video, and it's something I love doing, yeah. I don't care if it means I'm going to miss dinner time. Yes. <laughs> and yeah. somehow, and the kids will feel that, like they're not yeah. going to feel, and I'm not going to feel guilty, and they're not going to so feel true. like, oh, she's not taking care of me. You know what I mean? Because yeah. they know, they, I think they actually feel what we feel so if we oh. feel guilty they're going to be like oh she's not here and da, yes. da, da, and she feels guilty on top of it probably you know like they they must sense there's like this energy around doing work that's it, you're in the flow with versus doing work that you're less connected with um and and yeah and it, it either gives you guilt or doesn't it's kind of like it either gives you energy or it doesn't you know yeah. Oh, completely. Uh, so, so true. I think you're so right. And it's, it's funny. Yeah. Like now I really see actually that the way that I show up, you know, and, and you said you're so right, you know, the way that I show up in front of my kids, we're always modeling, aren't we? Like we're always modeling behavior for our kids. And oh, they learn so, more from, from our behavior yeah. than from anything we say. Yeah, completely. I, I mean, again, I, in fact, I, I say exactly this. So, you know, it, it really is. And so now I actually kind of pride myself on the fact that, you know what, I'm actually being a really great role model for my kids yeah, of showing yeah. them that you get to, you absolutely get to choose, you absolutely get to recreate um, what you once believed was, you know, just not possible for you, you get to show that actually, it really is. Um, you know, and I, and I, and I love that. And, and I, again, I just love reframing it like that. Um, and you're right, you know, I mean, I, I actually sort of almost laugh now because you literally the picture you were painting there about, you know, I could come home and if I've got to work late and if it was something I wasn't enjoying, you'd resent it. That was exactly me. That was exactly, I would come home, put the kids to bed, 
you know, even then I wouldn't be necessarily present with them because on my mind would be the fact that I've got to now go downstairs, log back on, finish off the work that I didn't quite get done. Yeah. And I just would be bringing a really bad energy to it. Whereas now, you know, I, I do a, 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 one of the calls I do with my clients is on a Tuesday evening. So technically I'm working on an evening, right? At seven o'clock. Um, and I do another one that I just did this morning. I have a 6 a.m. call every Thursday with them you know, the version of me that was like working in the corporate world, I would have had such a bad attitude if I had to be up and doing something at 6am for work. Sure, right? sure. That would course. have been like, no way, that's invading into my time. Whereas now I'm like, no, no, it's just an awesome way. This to is start. my time. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Incredible. Yeah, it is, for sure. And I guess it's like, it's such a mindset thing, right? Because you can be in the corporate job. And if you are completely okay in your head with, yeah, I'm doing this job because it's paying my bills and I'm so grateful for that. And da, 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 da. And you're like, you have a positive mindset about the whole thing. Then you'll work the extra hour and it'll be fine. But if you, there's dissonance in your mind about that job, big for whatever reason, and you're like, oh, this is not worth, you know, like this is not worth it. Um, yeah. You're going to have bad energy around it. And okay. So I had a question. Because yes, you work with uh, quite a few people who have their own businesses, right? Like yeah. budding mm -hmm. entrepreneurs or well-established yeah. entrepreneurs. Um, what can you tell budding entrepreneurs who have a hard time receiving money? Because I've seen this, um, especially, I say women, but just because I hang around with a lot of women, but, but the, the, the ones who are you know, they could be coaches or, you know, an expert in this, or like they're rendering a, a service of some yeah. sort. Um, and uh, they, they have a hard time uh, charging what they're worth, what the service is worth. And they'll be like, and it could be like a yoga teacher that says, I can't, you know, I won't like, I won't charge that much because people don't mm. want to, you know, like they have this, yeah. <laughs> what is that all about? Like, where does that come from? And how does one get rid of it? Yeah, I mean, and how gosh. common is it like in your experience? Oh, it's really common. I mean, so this is a big area where I, I do work with my clients on around that kind of money mindset, prosperity, kind of consciousness, almost um, getting people to getting people to really understand money, because as any part of our belief system, right, and this is at the heart of a lot of the work that I do, um, you know, most of what we believe we didn't originate for ourselves, right? So most of what you believe about yourself, and this sort of really brings now into the, the, the sort of the heart of self-image. So your, your beliefs and your attitudes towards money, it, it's a part of your self-image, right? And one of the things I always say is you'll never, you'll never outperform your self-image, right? You'll never go beyond what you're capable mm. of, what, you know, what, in terms of what you think, you know, that you can achieve. And, you know, part of the amount of money that you'll earn is locked into that. It's absolutely locked into to how you see yourself. And yeah, just as other aspects of our belief system have been programmed into us, it's the same with our beliefs and our ideas and our assumptions around money. So, you know, if, if you sort of can understand and, and can sort of trace what you believe, back to the fact that, you know, a lot of that has literally been handed down to you from one generation to the next, okay? Um, it's then been sort of programmed into you as a, a result of the environment in which you've been brought up in. I think in particular in relation to women, and, and you know, it's good that you mentioned this actually, if, if you think about it, and I mean, I don't wanna draw our energy to the fact of, you know, back in the day when women just didn't have the rights and the freedom that we now have, 
But actually, when you start to look back, it really wasn't all that long ago. It's really just going back a few generations where women were not seen as the main breadwinners, right? So it's part, it's almost like it's part of our programming. That was a little bit of how it was showing up for me, where I had these programmed ideas around what it meant to be the kind of mum I wanted to be. Um, you know, but I also wanted to be that successful businesswoman. I wanted to be a six-figure earner, you know, like that was a dream of mine when I first got into business for myself. Yet when I first got into business for myself, the idea of earning six figures was something that like just wasn't in harmony with my current self-image. So it's fascinating, right. really, right? Like I really wanted it. Like I dreamed of it. And of course, here I was studying this material at the time um, that was telling me I could have anything I wanted, right? And, you know, again, teaching me how to actually use my mind and understand my mind. And I, I had an understanding of now where these beliefs were coming from. Um, but almost like on a gut level, like almost like physical feeling for the longest time, I, there was like a voice in my head of, of like, I just didn't see myself as a six figure earner, let's say like in my head, it was almost like, yeah, well, that's what my husband does, right? Like he can do that. I didn't, it's just the, the most sort of bizarre and, and irrational thing, quite frankly. And so what you find, you know, with, with money, um, again, is, yeah, you've got to, before you'll ever receive whatever amount of income that you want to earn, you've got to be comfortable with it. Like even now talking about it a few years ago, I probably wouldn't have even been comfortable talking about money so openly. And, you know, that's something else that I find. Because again, mm. we are programmed, aren't we? We're programmed, oh, you don't talk about money. That's like just bad taste, right? Like just, you don't do that. Oh, so we, yes, 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 right? totally, totally. In some so cultures actually, more than others. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, I, it's interesting, like even sort of here in the UK, I grew up in a part of the UK, like I grew up in the Northeast um, of the country, which is a much more maybe kind of working class background. Um, and, you know, probably surrounded by, a lot more just general sort of almost like lack and poverty kind of consciousness right so again it, what we do is we actually end up giving money power that it doesn't even have right we make money into we make money mean something and and really money is just an idea it's a genius idea right it's just this genius idea that makes it a heck of a lot easier for us all to trade services for, for one common kind of good that that works for everybody rather than getting mm. to a point where it's like, okay, Ariana, what is it you do? And what, well, you don't cut hair? Well, oh, I, I, you're not good to me then. <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? It's kind yeah. of, but okay, now we can exchange. And it's just understanding, you know, that money is quite it's simply, money tool. is just, it is, it's just the reward for service. That is it, the end. It's the reward for service rendered. And so one of the things I get my clients to focus on um, in this respect is really getting them to come from that place of service. Like actually, really focus on how you want to serve and how you want to show up and really getting them to see and value themselves in that regard um and and yeah just you, you do you do have to sort of unearth some of the some of the limiting beliefs that are there as well i think it's it's, it's sort of a a double whammy it's about getting people so that they are comfortable around the idea of money talking about money seeing themselves um you know really seeing themselves as that sort of six-figure multiple six-figure earner like really actually entertaining that idea taking themselves to that place of who they would be or how they see themselves being and also acknowledging some of the conflicting ideas that will inevitably come to the surface the minute that you you see this is what happens actually just going back where we were talking about people 
giving themselves the permission to even just want what they want. Yeah. If you feel like it's not okay to want money, even though secretly you really would love it, um, but you kind of feel like it's not okay and you don't even really want to admit it. And you, and if yeah. you were saying to someone, actually, you know what, I'd love to be earning um, multiple six figures. Um, and then two seconds later, you feel like you have to caveat that because I want to earn multiple six figures so I can give more to charity, right? Yeah, yeah. And I'm not saying that you don't want to give money to charity. I actually genuinely believe that for all of us, the more we have, the more we give. It's just the way it works. But it's almost like they feel like they have to justify why they want the prosperity and the abundance and the wealth that they want, right? Because deep down, they feel like it's not okay to want those things. And you're never going to be okay receiving something that you feel isn't okay for you to have, right? Right. But at the same time, those same people, like I have a friend who's a, a therapist and so she's, you know, she's working like independently and, and she does a lot of coaching and whatever. And she, she for the first while, um, she really had a hard time, you know, asking the rate that she deserved or for the package or whatever that she was, uh, she was offering. And, mm-hmm. um, but after, I don't know, maybe a year or so, she, she said to me, she's like, you know what? I feel like I've been, I'm being had when, when I do my work, even though I love my work. And she actually switched, you know, her careers, you know, 10 years into her corporate career. She, she studied and she went off to do this. And, and she's like, I love my work, but, but I feel like I'm, I'm not being paid fairly and I can't get myself to like, oh, do, do the, you know, like, and I, and this is why I guess it's, I want to mm. come to the, the, the place of having that scarcity mindset, you know, some people are like, well, you know, there's too much competition, people won't pay this much for that and da da da. So I'll just under cut, you know, like under get, I'll get underpaid. Yeah. Like, yeah. And I mean, what's happening for any of us, right? If, if some of that is going on, what's happening is that again, on a like I, I talk about the mind in terms of, you know, you've got to, I, I say that there's two parts of the mind, right? That there's the conscious kind of educated part of your mind. And then there's the subconscious or the emotional part of your mind. Most of what you believe, okay, that's showing up for you is in the subconscious part of your mind. So mm. actually 96 to 98% of everything you do, everything you think, um, it's all actually coming from that program subconscious part of your mind. So only two to 4%, of how you're moving through your days and how you're thinking and what's governing you is that you know what you know right the conscious part and so in that situation where you're giving that example of somebody that's almost like again she knows she knows that she could or ought to be charging more she probably knows intellectually that like her services are worth that but subconsciously right emotionally she'll be telling herself some sort of story um you know because this is just how it shows up it's what it's what's going on in that emotional part of your mind that's showing up for you. Um, And even if that sometimes is down to, you know, just doubting yourself, right? So like on some level thinking, well, maybe, like maybe I'm not that good or, you know, like focusing on, um, you know, it could be the one or two people that, um, you know, are telling you like, oh, I'd love to work with you, but actually, oh, I I just can't afford you. I can't afford your prices. And then what happens is because we're so programmed to live again through our five senses, what we can see here, smell, taste and touch, you're now putting all your focus and attention on the people that are telling you that they can't afford you. Okay. So now you've got a voice going in your head of like, oh, nobody's got any money or, um, you know, I'm just, I'm too expensive. I need to adjust my pricing downwards. So then this would be a dialogue that someone's got going on. What they could do, right, is if they tune into the reality of, 
okay, I may just be seeing and being aware of people that are coming to me that are telling me, you know, like, oh, I'd love to work with you, but I just haven't got the money. That doesn't mean there aren't people out there that want exactly what I'm doing and what I'm offering that actually would love to pay me um, the price that I'm offering. And actually, there's probably people out there that if they found out what I'm charging would be like, wow, really? Is that all? Oh, my gosh, like completely here. Can I sign up and can I book a few sessions with you? Or you know, that's the reality. But if we're focusing on, and this is where you were touching on a minute ago around that like scarcity and lack mindset, if you're coming from that place, then actually what you're going to notice the most and what you're going to tune into the most are going to be those people that are telling you that they can't afford you or right. oh, too much. And, and because that's what you see and that's what you're giving your attention to, now you're going to see more. Yeah. And that's where you get, you get to that frequency, right? Yeah. Like you get to that. Exactly. Yeah. You, you, you get to that lower frequency. I totally, totally agree with yeah. you. I totally yeah. agree with this. And, and that's how this works. Yeah. Then you're attracting back to you what you're in harmony with. So you want, like, and one of the things I often say is you, we don't get what we want in life. Like we get how we feel about what we want. So you want this abundance of clients that are going to pay you what you believe you're worth on one level. Um, but how you feel is, nobody's got the money to pay me there's not enough people out there oh my gosh it's a global pandemic are you kidding I can't possibly ask people this much people are struggling with money right now blah blah you know you start creating this story for yourself instead and then that becomes your reality yeah and you know what I find as well is like it's your environment has a can have a big impact right like when somebody wants mm. to shift the yes. mindset a little bit sometimes it means just cutting off with certain yes. people who are going <laughs> to yes. be like, oh, but that's too much money or whatever. And, oh, I don't want it. Like that's, you know, for, for that price, you could buy so much more or, or you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, and, yeah. and you're like, you know what? Go away. I can't like, I can't deal with you right now. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I love that. Yeah, it's so true. Yes. Oh my gosh. Like you absolutely need to choose your environment carefully, especially if like you're, if you've got a relatively untrained mind, the more that you become aware of how to like protect yourself. 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 Yeah. 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 Yes. You can, you actually know that you can like, like one of the things I say was like a big, a big aha moment for me when I first was getting into this work. And one of the things I'm, I'm always saying to my clients is, you know, your, your conscious mind actually has the ability to accept or reject an idea, right? But your subconscious mind can only accept. So that mm. as soon as you start getting emotionally involved with an idea, your subconscious mind is acting as if it's literally happening and it's real and it, it shifts your energy mm. in harmony with that. But if you've got enough awareness, you, so you can be aware that people around you are saying, oh, I, I can't afford this or, oh, God, it's like the economy is so bad right now. And oh, are you kidding? Like people are losing their jobs and no one's got any money and blah, 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 blah. And, you know, you can be aware that those conversations are going on around you, but you don't have to think from that place. You don't have to get emotionally involved with it. You can you can decide that actually, no, I've got an incredible mind here that can originate an idea all of its own. That's got nothing to do with my current surroundings, current results, current circumstances. I can think from a different place and I can actually start to create my own reality rather than thinking from what the outside world is presenting to me. Yeah, absolutely. And, and anyways, these days, I mean, yes, there's a pandemic. Yes, there's like, there's always going to be stuff, right? Yeah, like, completely. but the world is, is, on the other hand, very connected, like the market yes. is huge, you know, oh, and there's, there's opportunity everywhere. And, yeah. and it's, and it's not just with money, but it's with everything, you know, like, so when we talk about abundance, I think, 
oftentimes we like we associate it with with money yeah. but it's also with with everything you know yeah. with uh and, and it all comes down to you know a, the law of attraction you know and and you you um you get what you aspire to and what you really believe and and mm. i don't know and when what you what frequency you you vibrate at that's what i think what do you think what do you feel You're about thinking at oh hugely i mean this is a big part of again like the work that, that i do and the kind of coaching methodology that i that i use and, and teach my clients it's really understanding yeah the power of again of our thoughts of our thought energy of what we're putting out and you know when we talk about things like i guess the law of attraction um it's interesting i think a lot of people and again, I guess people that, that know of Bob Proctor and have come into maybe some of his work or come across him from something like The Secret, one of the things that, um, you know, we'll often say is that something like The Secret, not, not putting it down, you know, it's great. And I think it's helped a lot of people, but it actually, it sort of almost like oversimplifies something like the law of attraction. And I think that's why it gets a bad rap because I think you have people thinking, so really like all I have to do is, you know, think of a red lab Lamborghini and like two weeks later, I'm going to wake up and it's on my drive, you know, and it's kind of, well, no, it doesn't, doesn't work like that. Again, it comes back to that idea of what are you emotionally involved in? It, it's really more, I talk more about like the law of vibration. It's more about what, what vibration are you in? How are you feeling? What's the frequency, as you rightly said a minute ago, that you're operating on? And what you find, of course, with people is that, yeah, if you're focusing on the absence of what you want, right? So again, this is something I guess I see with clients when they very first come to work with me. And obviously it's something that we shift, that's the whole point. But when they very first come to work with me, especially clients that have got a really good idea of you know, where they wanna be, whatever their goals are, where they maybe wanna take their businesses, et cetera. Um, they know what they want, but actually what they're focusing on and what they're giving their attention to is the absence of what they want. It's mm. that sort of like, I'm not there yet or even they'll see somebody else succeeding in their industry or in their business. And it's like, oh God, you know, how come like she can? And like, I'm just not, I'm not as good as that or I'm this or I'm that. And, and actually, yeah, what they're giving their energy to is, um, is, is what they don't want. And it's the absence of, and, and it's the lack. And then what happens is, yes, that sets up, like that kind of sets up a, you know, like a, a vibration, a frequency. And, and when you're thinking on that frequency, it's almost like all that's available to you is what's in harmony with that frequency. Um, you know, this is why, and again, many, many people I'm sure that, that are listening will be aware of things like the power of, you know, like gratitude um, and things. And really the power of something like that is very much just on a simple level. It's about getting you to start to form the habit, right? Because we, our thinking is habitual, right? Yeah, like yeah. you can think anything you want, like even myself right like of course I live and breathe this I, I coach and teach my clients this material but the majority of what I think in any given day is still just program thinking I'm still even though I have this incredible awareness now to what I had you know a few years ago um, I still you know I still will just think my programmed thoughts the majority of the time um, so we want to, the aim is and this is I guess at the heart of again a lot of the work I do is really helping people to change that programming right if you can upgrade the programming like what we want is to get these program beliefs to start to work for you because if most of what we do as we move through our days is on autopilot right 96 to 98 percent is coming from our subconscious well if we can actually upgrade and tweak that programming so now it's taking us to where we want to go so now we're we're a match for the money that we want to earn we're a match for the ease and the flow and the joy that we want in our life and all these other things 
it's it's happy days right but that does it, it's it's kind of it requires the inner work to get us there but um, to do the inner work is part of your and I, you don't need to like you know give a full kind of program <laughs> comprehensive program description <laughs> yeah. but we'd be here all day right uh, for but 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 um is it the, do you do you do things in your inner work like meditation or this sort of thing to get rid of the the programming or is it more um I feel like saying concrete like you know what I mean like what what, what is the nature of it's the work it's a bit of both it's a bit of both I, I get where you're coming from um a big part of the work that I do with my clients is getting them to understand right like I think it's like anything the more you understand yourself right mm. the more belief you will have in yourself like mm. I, on the call in fact that I was doing with my clients this morning we, I was using the analogy of um because we were doing a, a call on self-image and, and confidence and belief in things this morning. And one of the analogies that I give is like saying, you know, if you were about to jump out of a plane, right, with a parachute, you'd want to know how that parachute works, right? Like you'd be, if it was me, I'd be asking all the questions of the instructor, sure. like, come on, like, what do I need to do? What do I need to pull? And how does this work? And blah, blah, blah. And the more confidence that you have in that parachute, right, the more you understand it and how it works, the more confidence you're going to have in it, the greater the belief is that it's okay for you to jump out of this plane and you're not going to die. So it's the same with yourself, right? You want to understand yourself. The more you understand yourself, the more you understand how your mind works, why you believe the things you believe about yourself to this point, and actually how you then change those beliefs the more you're actually going to start to have confidence in yourself, the more you're going to believe in yourself. So some of it is actually like in inverted commas study, almost like really getting people to understand the very same ideas that I study, because mm. whilst a lot of my clients, when they come into the program, they say, you know, like, my gosh, like to begin with, I kind of borrowed your belief in me. But now, like now my belief in myself, my self-esteem, like just what I know about myself, it, it, you know again it's like night and day so there's an element of that but there's also um yeah like part of the work that we do it is it's about like I often say it's about becoming it's very much about becoming the version of you that's living the way you want to live you've got to become her on the inside first mm. before you'll ever live the life that she lives on the outside right so that's an inner journey um and a lot of that comes from a place of again it's the self-image work it's um self-awareness yeah it's feelings yeah it's self-awareness you know like visualizing visioneering um you know this becomes a part of it we think in images um we absolutely think in images so it's about again we touched on imagination it's about really using your imagination and your mind to, to think and create um you know sort of how you want to be living and then what you actually want to do is think from that place most people, when they think about their goals, if they've got a goal um, or something they're working towards, they actually think to the goal, right? Like they're not thinking from it. There's a real difference. So they almost have like the goal out there in the future and they're here right now and they're thinking to the goal. But the problem with that is the goal's always ahead. Like the goal's never where they are right now, right? The goal's always like down the line, down the line, down the line. Yeah. And actually what you want to do is bring the essence of the version of you that's already got the goal into how you're living and moving through your days right now oh that's so well so said. that's yeah that's some of the work that we do yeah and I think self-awareness and like knowing like even knowing 
where your limitations are or where the things you would like to change, like understanding them or recognizing them helps, right? It's like part of that journey at the beginning where you're just like, oh, I just noticed a moment of, um, you know, like a huge moment of self-doubt and I'm, Mm. I'm freaking out internally. And I can, and when you start realizing and, and, and pausing to notice those times, you're like, oh, this is just one of those times. I'll just let it like weather through it and it'll be, it'll be okay. Like I, but because you, you, you're learning to know yourself. Whereas if you don't, you just react and you freak out or you get scared or you, you, yeah. you know, you have these low you'll frequency, yeah, <laughs> you'll, yeah, low frequency feelings that, that just bring you back. Exactly. Yeah. That you don't understand. And then they lead to fear. I mean, this is huge. This is a key part actually of, again, of some of the work that I do, we call, we actually call it the terror barrier in the, in the coaching program that I take my clients through because when you go when you're going after you know again a goal or you're going some you're going after something that you've never done before right Mm. it's it's not in harmony with your current self-image right like this is how I sort of often explain the self-image part is that like everything that you've accomplished in your life so far right your current results current reality um it's in harmony with your current concept of yourself right your current self-image now if you're then going after a goal an idea that you've fallen in love with right the kind of goals I'm getting my clients to go after it's like it's an idea that they've fallen in love with and the caveat is you've got to actually have no clue whatsoever how you're going to achieve it yeah so they're setting the kind of goal that's like yeah love it love it love it no idea how I'm going to do it um that's going to trigger your self-image straight away like that is going to cause doubt like that type of goal is a hundred percent going to cause you to doubt yourself And so, as you rightly said, like you've got to understand that all that's going on there when those doubts surface is 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 absolutely your your current self-image being triggered. Right. Um, Because if if the goal was in harmony with the way that you currently see yourself, well, you'd already have those results, quite frankly. Um, Right. So it's about understanding it. And then, as you rightly said, Ariana, if you're armed with that understanding, you can move forward, whereas if you if you don't have that understanding and awareness you'll be consumed by that voice in your head that's telling you you can't do it are you crazy what are you thinking Uh, and and this is where yeah that you won't do it that you won't do it totally and then you stay stuck and that was me like that was me for 10 years right like wanting a different option but all I kept telling myself was yeah but you're a chartered surveyor yeah it's okay look come on you've got it you've got it pretty good here you know be grateful for what you've got like you just like that voice in your head that doubts and that will talk you out of things like my gosh it sounds so logical like it literally will sound so logical to you because it's the voice you've lived you know yeah yeah yeah. so it's a lot to overcome it I think that and I think you know to, to answer a question actually that you asked at the beginning of this in terms of like why do you think more people now are actually you know wanting to work with you know mindset coaches I think it's that awareness right there that they know if they try to get you know that that voice it's, it's hard to get out of your own way like you know you've got to change your thinking to get to uh, where you but, go. but you need help like it's very yeah. difficult I think to do it by yourself you need guidance and totally. I mean yeah because otherwise you're trying to change your thinking with the same thinking that got you to where you currently are like it's literally like that's not gonna work (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. unless there's some like miraculous thing that happens no for sure okay and so do you have any last words about because we could talk for like hours I I, I, (laughs) I could I could totally I could just be here all day talking about this stuff as you can probably guess yeah completely completely so do you have any last words of wisdom or if you if you were to give one like top tip to people who are seeking more abundance in their life more energy to Mm. achieve their goals what what would you say 
so top tip to achieve more abundance, more energy. I think it, it'll be a one that people will have heard before. It really is that idea of kind of, you know, where you, where, you know, wherever you place your attention, that's where the energy is going to go and it's going to grow. So actually you really, from a place of abundance, what is so, so key is focusing on what you do have, right? Like even when it comes to money, like focus on the money that you do have, be grateful for the money that you do have. When you are I, I like prefer to use the word circulating money rather than spending, right? Because really money mm. needs to be circulated and kept in circulation. When you are circulating, when you are paying for things, even if it's your credit card bill, right? Do it with gratitude, like acknowledge the service that you have received. Because mm. remember, like money is the reward for service rendered. So acknowledge the service you've received. Be grateful for that. You know, so it's all to do with the energy, right? Like the energy with which you're circulating, let's say money in this instance. but understand that uh, I think as you were saying right it's, it's abundance isn't just money it's everything so if Absolutely. you can then stay in that vibration where you are noticing all that you do have you know and that's where gratitude I think I touched on earlier is is hugely important so again if you're wanting to you know really sort of draw more of, of, of all that you want into your life start by noticing what you already have and really feel the gratitude like it's so key and so important to feel it rather than you know just be like noting it down or writing it down so that would be a top tip I think in terms of um you know the abundance and I think I mean yeah last kind of parting words just in general you know for me I think it's almost like that like don't believe everything you think right like most of what you think is just programming that's not who you are at all like you're not your current results you're not your current circumstances you can literally be anything you want. It's just a case of understanding how to, um, you know, upgrade, um, upgrade that programming. Totally, totally words of wisdom. So how can we get in touch with you? Is there anything you're doing right now? Or do you have any programs lined up, events there where we could, you know, people can, can reach out and, and work with you? Yeah, absolutely. So probably the best place for people to come kind of, yeah, hang out with me, find me. And if they want to dive in a bit deeper to some of this and get a bit of a, you know, a deeper taste of some of this material, then I have um, a Facebook, a private Facebook community. Um, it's called Stepping Into Success. And I guess, Ariana, we can put the, a link to that in the show notes. Absolutely. And one of the things that I am, um, yeah, going to be hosting in there at the end of this month. So I do a lot of, you know, like free masterclasses um, over in that group. And yeah, we're doing one at the end of this month, actually. So week beginning January the 25th. We it's a free masterclass. Free, yeah. All uh, like free the one, uh, you did a series of one. I uh, did. I did a prosperity path um, masterclass. I've run that one a couple of times. Again, it's super powerful. And actually what we're going to do at the end of this month is a little bit of a twist on that, actually. So it's going to be called the prosperity reboot. <laughs> um, and it's really, do you know what? It's really picking up on a, the vibe generally. Um, I think, you know, even, even with my positivity crown on all the time, um, you know, you would have to be living um, in isolation completely to not notice that, you know, we've had, a, we've had a bit of a challenging start to 2021 in more ways than one. And, you know, for me, well, for me, what I, you know, I love to share this material. I love to serve with it. And I think it's really about like making sure that people end this first month of the year. Like it really is. It's that like, right, come on, guys, let's press reboot. Let's actually rewire ourselves to, you know, to all you know, that we do want out of this year ahead and really giving people again the tools 
to, to get that clarity around what it is that they want, um, but also really giving them, again, the, the tools and, and the understanding of how they can start to, you know, really think in, into that, that reality for themselves, you know, really kind of connect in to that place of prosperity and abundance. So that's, yeah, what we're going to be doing at the end of the That's day. awesome. I think, like, audience, please <laughs> just go, go and be part of that Facebook group. I'm part of that private Facebook group. I, I, when I need a boost, I go and watch one of your videos, Karen, and you're just like, and I think the more you listen to you, the more like, I just, uh, you know, yeah, everybody's going to want to work with her. <laughs> you're, just, oh, you. you're, you're just, no, but really you're a bundle of, of positivity. And it just makes so much sense. The more you work and do the work and get into your trainings and stuff, the more it like, yeah, it works. You know, and, oh, you and, can... and, and it, it really literally shifts the way you yeah. think yeah yeah you can get a shift in these little mini masterclasses. i mean literally i have people telling me you know like oh my gosh i got more from those like i, I often do five day ones you know i got more from those five days than i did from little mini things that i've paid for you know i, I don't hold back guys i share open-heartedly you know this this work the irony with this work is that it isn't about what you know it is about you know what you're internalizing on an emotional level um you know and it's just about spreading awareness so yeah it is it's a good place come come hang out over there with me if uh, if you resonate with some of what i've shared today definitely amazing well thank you karen i'm gonna put all those links in the show notes um and then if uh, we want to get in touch with you i guess it's through the facebook and you know your instagram yeah, as well instagram, you've got a great instagram account yeah and in adventures in awareness is my instagram handle so come and follow me over there too um but yeah we can put all this in the show notes by all means yeah great good. thank you so much and uh i hope we get to do this again because i'm sure we can talk for many more hours oh my gosh definitely <laughs> yeah no this has been so much fun thank you for having me it's been awesome great thanks bye bye bye